Good evening and welcome to Luana's Urban Voices. Today has been a very strange day, but I was doing my research on what should I discuss today because I didn't want to talk about politics. And I came across this really intriguing story. It is about a young man named Nevin Baker. He lives on Orlando, Florida. On October 5th of this year, they found him hanging from a tree at a park in Florida. After his body was examined by the medical examiner, the medical examiner said that it was a suicide. His family was like, mm, that just doesn't sound like our, our Nevin Baker. I don't think he would have killed himself. So the mother had to go and identify the body. During identifying the body, she noticed that her son was missing teeth and his um, face had been beaten up and bruised. So she asked the medical examiner, how is this possible that he's bruised and beaten or it looks like he's been bruised, I mean beaten, and he's missing teeth if he hung himself? How is that possible? So there was no evidence of foul play. So the police just deemed it a suicide and closed the case. His mother was contacted by the lawyer who represented Brianna Taylor's mother. And now he's in Orlando demanding justice and demanding that they go back and find out what happened to this young man. That's not what makes the story intriguing. What makes it intriguing is I found out there's been five other people of color this year since May 27th that have been found hung from trees. All of them that have been hung from trees have been men with the exception of one woman and they've all been deemed suicides. So <clears throat> going back June 10th, a Robert Fuller, he was found in Palmdale, California deemed a suicide. His family is asking for them to reinvestigate that because they don't believe that he committed suicide. Then you have, um, I think his name is Malcolm Hirsch. And he was found on May 31st hung from a tree. Medical examiner called it suicide. So then you have another young man named Otis Galley, who was also found hung from a tree in a park in order in um, Portland, Oregon. The interesting part of this story is it was deemed suicide, but his family said, no, I don't think it was a suicide. I think he was bullied because he was transgender. Then, in Texas, we have a Hispanic man that was found hanging from a tree outside of Houston. And then on September, on I'm sorry, then on June 9th, you have Dominique Alexander, 
who was also found in a tree in a park in Manhattan, New York, hung and deemed a suicide. Another name I have on the list is, um, it was a 17-year-old, and his name is, um, they didn't give his name, but he was 17 years old, and he was found outside of Houston, hung from a tree. Okay, since May 27th of this year, we have six people hung from a tree. All six people deemed suicides. Now, I always thought, and I could be wrong, I am not a medical professional. I did not go to school for psychology or psychiatry. But when you have a suicide with a plan, you want to carry that plan out in a private area as not to be interrupted. <clears throat> and why do I know this? Because I used to contract for the biggest behavioral health network. And whenever I went into to the behavior house, I mean, the behavioral health hospitals, and whenever I worked with the licensed clinical social workers, psychiatrists, psychologists, they always said that inpatient stays are a way to monitor a suicidal person who has a plan. Now, if you say, I'm going to commit suicide, I'm going to commit suicide, but you don't have a plan, then they give you outpatient therapy because they figure you are thinking of committing suicide. But since you don't have a plan, outpatient therapy, and it's, it's intensive outpatient therapy, but they do believe that's a better um, treatment plan than if you have a suicide with a plan, you've thought it out, and you know if you're left alone, you're going to carry out that suicide. So that's when they put you inpatient under watch. So that way you don't have the time or the ability to kill yourself because you want to do it in, a, well, people who want to commit suicide do not want to be interrupted. So if that is the case, and I'm not saying it's the case for everybody, but that is normally the case. Why are these people out in public parks hanging themselves? Anybody can walk by at any time and prevent them from committing the suicide they so desire. I just find that interesting. But another thing I find interesting is a woman committing suicide. Dominique Alexander was found in a Manhattan park to have killed herself by hanging herself from a tree branch. Now, guys, I am going to be doing some serious investigation and looking into public records to find out more details about each of these cases. Because I just cannot believe since May 27th, there's been 
five, six people that have died from hanging in a tree. And all of them deemed suicidal. All of them black except one Hispanic. And all of them has something suspicious, but not enough evidence to rule it anything else other than a suicide. Get out of here. You know that makes no sense. Um, we have been under attack since President Trump took office. Eight years under Obama, a lot of people who were racist had to keep it hidden because we had a black president. As soon as Trump became president, whew, the racial wars begun. We are, we're not outnumbered by the white supremacists. Uh, yeah, the white supremacy. We're not outnumbered by them. It's just that they have this profound hatred that America is supposed to be white and they want to overlook the history of the Native American Indians who were here first. <clears throat> it just becomes a very sticky situation. Now, I know of this year, we've had the six hangings. Now, I need to go back last year, the year before that, and the year before that to see... How many people have been, how many people of color have been found hanging from a tree? Because it just doesn't make sense. In my opinion, to commit suicide in public. If you have suicide with the plan and you don't want to be interrupted, how do you kill yourself? How do you hang yourself from a tree? Who is tying the other end of that knot so that you can get into a tree and hang yourself? Are you, think about it. In order for you to hang from a tree, you got to somehow fix that rope so that it will be steady and based around the biggest part of the tree. Then you got to throw the noose over a branch high enough so that when you try to hang yourself, you won't touch the ground. And then you have to figure out how do they get up in the tree to the noose around their neck and hang themselves. Follow me now. You throw the rope over the tree branch and you're found hanging. No mention of chairs, boxes, park benches, nothing mentioned. But even so, if you had, if it was a park bench, most park benches are welded to the ground to prevent them from being stolen. So if you were standing on that bench, and you were trying to hang yourself from the bench that's where 
say there's a tree over it. The bench would keep you from hanging yourself because at some point when you realize what's going on, all you do is stand back on the bench, correct? So as I try to wrap my mind around how many people of color are dying under um, Trump's watch and he's saying, oh my gosh, I'm going to get 90% of the black votes. Black people love me. But then you also say white supremacists love you. You also say women love you. You also say children love you. Donald Trump is not loved. So with with all of that being said, people, something strange is going on. And the thing is, I'm sure from when Emmett Till was hung back in the 50s, 60s to present, white men have been hanging black men and I just don't believe that it's a coincidence that this year alone we've lost that many people to hanging it's not a coincidence <coughs> excuse me something is going on and you can rest assured that I'm going to be looking at every public record to find out I know just like you guys know that racism is alive and well. We try so hard to believe that as a country, we're getting beyond racism. There are so many biracial children in the world and we still face racism. No matter what we do, no matter how hard we try, no matter how educated we are, no matter if we keep a neat lawn, um, it doesn't matter what we do to white people. We're always going to be second class citizens that should still be slaves and giving them free labor ideals to make millions off of and keep all of the um, fame and fortune. That's how they see us. And I try my best not to play the race card, but something is going on. I just cannot believe that this many black people are just hanging themselves. Out of all the ways a black person could commit suicide, why would you hang yourself knowing what that hanging represents um, to our ancestors? That is why I don't believe they're hanging themselves. That is why I believe there's something more going on. I just have to investigate it and find out for you guys. So just keep in mind that wherever you are, be safe. 
I know a lot of people don't believe in the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. But I'm telling you, if Trump gets elected, you better be prepared. Because I do believe we will have a race war if Trump is reelected. And with that being said, I am stocking up on guns and ammo. And I, I suggest you do the same. Make sure that you're able to protect yourself because something bad is coming if Trump gets reelected. If Trump doesn't get reelected, I still think something's going to happen. Probably not to the extent of what's going on now. But these white people are so bold. They were just walking up to you, calling you the N-word, walking up to us, not to you personally, but walking up to people using the N-word in the stores, telling people to go back to your country. You don't belong here. And all the time and all the while, nothing is being done. Other than us videotaping the incidents, nothing's being done. So we have to be diligent and we have to make sure that we are in front of the game, not behind, but let's be proactive and not reactive because we tend to react to things in ways that aren't positive when we should be proactive and doing things to prevent and make change. So my challenge to you guys is to be proactive in the change that needs to be made. Last but not least, and I want to get it in before I rant and rave and ramble on. I got my NCA NAACP voter call list. I had 20 people on my list to call. I had four bad numbers, but I did manage to call um, 16 people on the list to remind them to vote and to text them as well and to remind them to vote. And during my call, one of the phone numbers that came up belonged to my cousin. She was on my phone list and I was so excited. And I called her and said, hey, don't forget to vote. And she started laughing. She goes, why are you telling me that? I said, because you're on my NAACP list of people to contact to make sure they vote. So I will reach out to them again on Saturday. Reminding them to early vote. I am not telling them who to vote for, but I am telling them that their vote counts. So I wanted you to know that not only am I encouraging you to volunteer and do something positive for your community. I wanted you to know that I'm volunteering and doing something positive for my community. The second thing that I'm doing and I'm working on is becoming a CASA house foster care advocate. I'm not able to be a full-time foster care mom. My job 
will not permit that, but I am able to be an advocate for children of color in foster care. And that's what I'm doing. I am working. I will be working with them by the end of the year. And I'm so excited to be given back to my community and also to be given back to the children of color that needs um, guidance, someone to speak on their behalf, someone to look out for their best interest. That's what an advocate does. So when I'm, you know, on here ranting and raving about you guys getting more involved in your communities, more involved in politics, it's because I am. I am getting involved in my community. I'm getting involved in politics. I am going to make a change. I am going to run for the commissioner of Williamson County just so I can make sure that diversity becomes a priority in our county. And I suggest that you guys do the same. Early voting has started. Please, please, please make sure you get out there and you early vote and let's show President Trump that we will not tolerate racism in our country. We will not tolerate making America great if that puts us back in slavery time or put us back in the 20s and 30s when we were segregated. We are not going back, people. We are going forward. And the only way to do that is to get out and make a difference. So thank you again for listening to Lawana's Urban Voices. I really, truly appreciate the support. I get comments on my podcast and I appreciate that from my cousin. Just letting me know that they're listening, they're supporting me. And although not everyone's going to agree with my opinion, that's okay. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but at least I'm giving you as much information that I have so you can make whatever informed decision you want to. Good night, all. And once again, thank you for listening to Lawana's Urban Voices.